Hey everybody, this is Anthony. And this is Nate. And this is Tony, and we are the Patio Slate Podcast. And hey, we're happy you clicked on the Itches episode, because we click on it every week. We're brothers from another mother, they're our brothers in nerdery, and we love all things music and enjoy uh, listening to their interviews too, so... Hey, check us out too. Check out the itch right now. You're listening to the itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching the itch to start off our next 100 episodes by promoting a new band. It's kind of one of our favorite things at this point, to be honest. It is. Yeah, we absolutely love being able to share our love of music with everybody. And this is a band that we feel is up and coming uh, and just really caught our ears and definitely excited about what, what they've got coming out and what they could possibly do in the long run. So our guest in this episode is Hunter Young of the band Mood Ring. And uh, he's kind of a jack of all trades as a front man of that band. He handles vocals, uh, some guitar and some production. And these guys have their first full length, at least we're going to call it full length because the last one was seven songs. <laughs> and this album is called Stargazer. It's uh, it's coming out June 10th. And um, we had the pleasure of not only uh, checking it out in advance and quite enjoying it, but then getting to speak with him about it as well. Anytime we get a chance to uh, hear an advance of uh, an album, I'm not going to lie, it makes us feel uh, a little bit special. But uh, <laughs> but when you get to hear an album that is as good as this one is, which I uh, really want the listeners to uh, write June 10th on their calendar so they can uh, check out Stargazer by Mood Ring. Absolutely. And I checked. There's nothing else that's relevant coming out that day. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just joking. No, there, there's 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 a, a few albums that are coming out, but definitely check out some <laughs> Mood Ring. Well, now you got me wondering. I need to check my calendar and see what is coming out that day because now I'm curious. <laughs> but uh, either way, this yeah. is this is a big one that hopped onto our radar immediately uh, as something that that is a must hear. We, we get we get quite a few you know emails about check this band out do you want to do an interview with with these guys or those guys whoever listen to this new single and you know a lot of it doesn't really quite fit for us for various reasons uh, this one was just an instant fit and so we we're super happy to, to get to follow up for various reasons aka they're not that great this one not the case <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the reasons some of it is just why did you send us your Italian electronica music when we're a hard rock show? Like that kind of thing. You got the wrong number. Yeah. Fair enough. But they got the right number with Mood Ring. And Hunter is just a, such an interesting person on all counts. Yeah. As you will hear in the interview, he's he's been in the game for about 16 years. And uh, and he's just kind of a jack of all trades. So it's, it's nice that he has this project that he... Uh, is most comfortable i would think yeah he's been all over heavy music he's been in in hardcore bands in death metal bands this is basically his his moneymaker band the, the one that could get out there outside of the niche kind of audiences mm -hmm. and into you know some festivals as we start this conversation off with yeah and so big stage is coming and hopefully even bigger ones as they as they carry on so without any further ado 
Here's our conversation with Hunter Young of Mood Ring. Let's make it. All right. So Hunter Young from Moodering, thank you very much for joining us today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. So you have a, a big couple weeks ahead of you. You got uh, Rockville performance coming up on Thursday. Yeah. I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? It's going to be 90 degrees outside. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ugh. That and uh, my family actually lives in Daytona, so they have never been to anything I've done ever in the, uh, Ooh. I guess, in the, how many years have I been doing this? Like 16 years <laughs> that I've wow, done it. Wow. So I, you know, I said, you know what, fuck it. This will be kind of a funny first impression. Like, this is what you're going to think that I do, you know? <laughs> um, so I invited all them out, so that's going to be crazy. I've already... I had to send like instructions on like how you get inside the festival and stuff. And I'm <laughs> going to turn my phone off. So I'm not like my mother calling me, you know, I'm trying to walk on stage and she's like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's cool too, because like, you know, I was born and raised in Daytona. Hmm. So for us to play a fest, it's pretty cool. A funny thing that you mentioned that, and I'm, I'm glad you brought this up for context for listeners who aren't familiar. Hunter has been a long time, part of the music scene across heavy music genres. Our focus is on rock, but you've done, you've been part of death metal bands, hardcore bands, all kinds of stuff. And I heard earlier today, I was actually listening to another interview and you're talking about how like mood ring is like the first thing you've done where you're like, I can play this for my mom, like for my family. And they'll, <laughs> they'll be able to, you know, track with what's happening instead of being like, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah. It's terrifying. I've been at family functions before and like, not that I do a whole lot of that. I mean, we're not like estranged, but like my family's not like super close or anything. And I remember one time I got the balls to like go to like a Christmas thing and I went to the bathroom and they were all drunk. And I heard like one of like my death metal bands playing in the living room. And I was like, I was like, this isn't happening right now. I was like, this is not good. So yeah, I, I vacated that uh, scene pretty quickly. I was like, nah, this is awkward as hell. So that's awesome. <laughs> so will you be sticking around for the most of the weekend since you live around the area and seeing most of the other bands that are going to be performing i really want to but the reality of the situation is is we leave for tour a few days afterwards mm-hmm. and i kind of want to go home and like <laughs> enjoy it beforehand i also don't want to go on tour like super sunburned and like shot like at the beginning of a tour like it just sounds bad what i really want to do if i'm going to do anything is i'm going to go back to the last day because okay. it's just crazy and I, i'm gonna go back to the last day at night so yeah there you go we kind of wanted to touch base on that too because thursday's lineup is kind of a more of a hodgepodge more than anything uh compared to any of the other days because you got like kiss and five finger death punch and papa roach on as the the headliners <laughs> it's, it's weird it's a very um, weird set. <laughs> it's v- really weird to say the least. We opened the Rockville stage, and I think Down is the headliner that mm-hmm. night. And um, mm-hmm. I'll I'll definitely be escaping for a while and coming back to see Down. I'm a 
unapologetically like a new metal dude, I'll be around for El Nino and I'll go check out Tetrarch as well because Diamond is dope and they support Moodering and shit. So I definitely am going to go check that out. But yeah, there's not later that night, not a whole lot I'm going to be around for. So. <laughs> well, we recommend sticking around for Oxymorons who take the stage after you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will get our shit off stage. I'll definitely check them out. I've heard a lot of good things <laughs> about that band. They're fantastic. Yeah. We've had them on the show before. They're they're insane. They're amazing. <laughs> I, it's not even like I think I'm like, oh, I'm too good for this shit. And blah, blah. It's just, <laughs> it's fucking hot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> See them if you're not passed out immediately after your yeah. set. Like, <laughs> the funny thing is, if you've ever seen what our band looks like, it's us in like jackets, generally, yes, like yes. nicer jackets. <laughs> I always have a different jacket. Like, I'm going to die. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know. I've been thinking about it all week. I've been like, damn, like I can't, I can't give it up. And the thing about us live too is I will not take it off. Yeah. Like I've yet to pass out or anything, you know, knock yeah, off. Yeah, wood, right, right, right. For the purposes of this show, you'll, you'll be in a, a nice windbreaker track suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to uh, make sure you hydrate and drink lots of water. Yes. Oh yeah. I, 100% <laughs> incredible hydration on this one <laughs> so right after that you've got you've got Rockville and then you know right about the time the tour proper starts you've also got so what down in Texas right also gonna be really hot exactly <laughs> you're going from heat to heat and yeah, finally you get to go indoors for the actual tour <laughs> yeah, we literally have one day of tour and then the next day is so what so it's like <laughs> we we show up we meet up with Kane Hill and victims after like isn't on the first day of tour and we play Kane Hill's hometown. And then w- the next day we separate again. And it's just, it's back to the hot festival thing. Listen, man, I fucking love air conditioning. Like it's <laughs> shout out all my friends in New York who just live without air conditioning. I don't know how the fuck you do it, but <laughs> I I'm in Florida and my, my, I think my AC is probably on like 65 right now. Like I, <laughs> disgustingly cold there's a cat two feet away from me like i have a sphinx who is burrowed under blankets like <laughs> so beyond beyond that she's under my bed liner like funny i'm not even kidding yeah no that festival is gonna be super fucking sick though especially because like, uh, like don't get me wrong like rockville is such a dope opportunity especially because it's hometown and you know i i was born a mile away from it you know yeah right but so what is dope in the sense that we get to not only is it like cool to have the opportunity to play and again open that stage that we are. Um, I've just got a lot of fucking friends playing that day. There's another band from Daytona who plays like literally the same time as us. That sucks, but it's gonna be cool to see them. Um, and then just I don't know. I just have I've been doing this shit for a long time, so I've got a lot of people I get to like reconnect with and catch up with. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, we kind of wanted to touch base on that. So I believe in May of 2019, Mood Ring started to form and then the pandemic happens. So you really didn't get a chance to kind of do a whole lot. So how much of like performing in front of people have you done with the band? Not not that much. <laughs> not that much. We played our studio release show after we re-released the EP for UNFD and um, had some time to have it out. And it went great. I mean, it was like 400 people at our first show all right nice we uh did like a direct support gig with capstan down in tampa and that was cool but no yeah besides that we are just we just lived in the studio as a band pretty much it's crazy it's it's really weird like it's we were supposed to go on tour and uh 
in March with Can't Swim, and it got canceled because of Omicron spike. Uh-huh. And yeah. um, now there's the new spike or whatever's happening now. So right. just let me get through this damn tour, please. Like, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, that's really man. You talk about like a trial by fire. In addition to the heat that we mentioned, you literally go from like we have hardly played at all as a band, Mood Ring specifically, to massive festivals back to back and then a tour <laughs> it's crazy and i just kind of think that like you know a lot of people were looking at it i think well still are like and not the name names going is this like sustainable like can they do this mm. and then we played and then we played that city release show and it was it was big you know we did well and especially for holy shit like they just this is it you know we practiced don't get me wrong we practiced a lot i think we we practiced last night and then I'll like I said, I'm going to Daytona night and we'll be at it every single day up until Rockville and then we'll take a day off and we'll be back to it. I mean we like yeah, we take it seriously, obviously, but like it's uh yeah, no, it is definitely trial by fire. It's I think that there's a lot of people who are just want to see if like we can like survive the storm essentially. <laughs> <laughs> that actually brings me to a question because I mean this is gonna be basically the first time a lot of people are gonna be hearing you. And I know you guys have an EP that you released last year, but the, the album is getting ready to be set to be released in June. So is it important for you guys because I know you like you said you're practicing a lot. How how important is it to you that the songs sound good live? Or do you want them to sound like exactly on the record or do you guys switch it up live or how, how does that work? Um, I think that we're a lot heavier live, if that makes any sense. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so particularly with the EP songs, I think that we sound a lot heavier live than on the record. But the Stargazer, like, I don't know how much if you all have heard the record or anything, but like, we have. Yeah, the tones are pretty fucking heavy. Mm-hmm. It crushes. Like the mix is really heavy. And that was definitely something that we set out to do more of. So essentially, like those type of guitar tones or stuff we're using, I don't sing everything the same live but like not in a sense of like oh i don't want to hit that note like i definitely am like i croon less live i'm definitely louder like more like mm-hmm. i don't know it's, it's like going to a rap show you know what I mean? it's like you have to like <laughs> I, I tried i tried to sit through some of our sets that we have played and i'm like all right i'm just gonna like chill and like sing through this and i'll be fine and then i was like man i'm fucking bored i want to like <laughs> bring i want to bring energy to this you know yeah so i definitely think it's like heavier more energetic life like maybe not as like tight but like it's just it's fucking rock music you know what i mean like i don't i don't care if it's perfect like yeah if it shouldn't be realistically yeah exactly especially as a guy coming from like a hardcore scene where like the imperfection is a big part of the appeal it's like we're not out here to be technically precise per se we're about here to to bring a particular vibe and energy to what's going on yeah, exactly. I think that a vibe and an aesthetic and like a feeling is like more important than like mm-hmm. the mathematic side of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So So that album is getting ready to be released on June 10th. How excited are you? I'm super excited, especially because we've been sitting on it for a year already. <laughs> right. So we cut an LP and an EP at the same time pretty much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we we wrote like some odd like 30 songs or something. Wow. And then I know I personally trashed like 16 that I did like on my own, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm ready. I'm ready to get back and make more. We're really trying to book where you're at with like touring and stuff right now. But if I do have any type of significant downtime, I just I want to get back to work on something else already. So you're saying uh, Stargazer and Show Me the Real You were more or less created about at the same time or like out of the same oh, general no. sessions? Oh, or? no. 
a new a new EP. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Even better. Okay. Okay. I don't know how much of that will see the light of day. Like at the time, I was like, yeah, these are the songs. And as time has gone on, if you leave any musician with something for too long, they're gonna tear it apart. Like yeah. it's just not gonna. Uh, yeah. So I've already trashed. I've trashed a few of them. Deluxe so. editions are a thing now. So just wait six months, track three or four more songs onto onto the album, and there you go. <laughs> well, those songs exist, so that's we could do yeah. that. There you go. <laughs> I just want to do new stuff and like I don't know. I have an idea of like what I want to do next for sure. Well, you've been a, a part of so many other bands and you've actually ghostwrited for other bands as well. Is that kind of a different process when you're kind of writing for other people versus your own stuff? Yeah, if I'm writing for like other artists, so that's like what I do for work essentially. I have some stuff coming out soon that's like on like major label stuff for a rapper who's like doing like rock stuff. Nice essentially what i act like that is more of a process of okay so what do you want this to sound like you know like give me like four things that you want this to be an amalgamation of that i can take like pieces of and like you know stylistic things from and what are you thinking about doing over you know vocally over this as well so it can either be like a bed like a platform for vocals or mm-hmm. it can you know carry its own weight so that's kind of how that works with mootering it's literally the opposite because we just want to do whatever we want to do right um like so you guys have heard the record like it's i don't even want to sound like the same band like half the time you know yeah it's just kind of listen to like a song like peel and then i think nike is the next song on the record like that's a different band yeah Yeah. and you mentioned that that's half of the you kind of tie that into the band name and this idea that you know the vibe changes as often as you can get it to yeah exactly and it's and it's not like a conscience like or conscious like oh wow we're gonna be wacky and zany and we're gonna change this up all the time yeah like, just because i fucking can but it's like dude if i'm feeling you know like a heavy like new like a heavy song we're, we'll make a heavy song you know if i'm feeling a sexy song we're gonna get sexy like if we want to write a pop <laughs> banger like we'll do that like it's just kind of like putting a ceiling on your creativity like out the gate just seems really counterproductive <laughs> to me right right so especially like being in heavier bands and you know more extreme genres like it is like really niche compared to murdering i've hit the ceiling before I, I i get it you know i i was in a band called culture killer and um that was on metal blade records and i remember i didn't go on this tour but i remember thinking they they went out on the common vision tour in 2016 with acacia knock loose oceano and a bunch of other people i remember being like damn dude like this is so sick that my band is like out doing this right now and i was actually back at home like working at a different studio and but i was just i couldn't help but think i was like where's the fucking ceiling i was like it's close and then yeah obviously knock loose shattered that ceiling but (laughs) you know uh, my band was not the one to do it and i I knew that so was that part of the inspiration for mootering is that what you're saying sort of like you know here's an opportunity yeah this is this high as we i heard another thing you mentioned in in another interview like you said something to the effect of you know people aren't in death metal bands to pay the bills they're just do it because they love it whereas a band like this Motoring is a much more accessible, you know, kind of that alternative metal style where they're in terms of just like being radio friendly, I guess could be one word of saying it. Just like, you know, you're going to have a broader available audience for what you can connect with. Yeah. I mean, the band is made for the radio, man. Like, I mean, it's just I went into the idea of Constrict being like, 
<laughs> I remember we were like 30 seconds into writing it, and all I could think was, yo, Jose Mangan's gonna fucking love this song. You know, and, the, <laughs> and, and, and like and like while that may have been like a joke, like, you know, kind of like us being like, haha, like we're, we're like really writing some like accessible alternative metal. I was like, I like it. So yeah. fuck it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just yeah, of course. Like just putting like a a limit on the band just seems like really fucking I don't know. Like like I said, counterproductive. I want to just take it as, as far as I can go and as high as I can go with it. Yeah, it, it seems like with the EP with Show Me the Real You, it was kind of more angsty comparatively to the, the new album, Stargazer, a little bit. I think that's like really no, I know what you're saying. It's a, it's uh, I'll be quoted several times saying this today, but I <laughs> the EP is me sad in my room over like a relationship that I was in failing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like really like just super toxic shit. Like it was you know both sides of the coin like no one was fucking you know it was just a bad time it was it was something that should have been dead years before you know just finally fizzling out like five years into it and uh, like it's me moved back into my stepdad's house like super upset like distraught like losing my mind and yeah it's very like high school like you know i'm fucking mad and i'm sad and blah blah and like it does have its more like introspective fucking moments on it you yeah. know like but it's yeah it definitely is way more angsty like it has like that like high school angst to it where i guess stargazer like, doesn't at all really i don't think so yeah it's it's more mellow comparatively lyrically or musically because i think musically it's way heavier well yeah. uh ly- lyrically not not musically yeah it's uh just a big difference or i guess like where myself and everyone else is at like mentally you yeah. know like it's yeah not that i was doing great when writing stargazer at all it's just a very different type of thing i was i was going through like when the record was when we were working with that it's just uh it's also like one guy like the majority of show me really is just me by myself and there are songs that other dudes in the band like wrote you know yeah. as like we were putting the band together but as yeah. i was making like the band like conceptually it's just literally me and my room sad where stargazer is like this like collective effort of like you know like i don't know like i wanted I didn't want to be sad in my room anymore. I wanted to like dominate shit. Yeah. I've heard you quoted as whenever someone reaches out to you and says, Oh, I can, I can relate to this stuff. You're like, Oh fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, no, that sucks, dude. We, we get crazy messages like about, you know, like uh, I had, I'm going through this exact same thing and I'm like in mental anguish and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like like fuck dude like please see a therapist (laughs) right right like like please like i should have so yeah i should have done it i should have did it years ago so right well with with mental health month being this month i mean with your band and you got bands like bad flower bands like eva under fire that aren't afraid to kind of tackle the hard subjects in their music and i i feel like that's an important thing for people to have an outlet like that I think the hard thing with us too is that like because how how like safe you have to be with everything these days. Um, so listen, I'm not like I'm gonna preface this real fast, not to be misquoted. I'm all for you know people watching what they say as to not like you know mm-hmm. use their use their ability and their language to like essentially like put someone else down like in ways they shouldn't you know like via like you know race sexual preference etc like stuff like that like i obviously like yeah man watch your fucking mouth but 
when writing about mental health, it's such a, it's such a sticky topic because like, we are not the band that is, you know, like we're here for you. Like it's going to get better. Like that is not our band. Like, yeah. I got you. and, and essentially like that may like be like, kind of like, you know, it might hurt some people in the sense that they're like, well, like use your platform that it gets better. I mean, those, those are not what those songs are about. <laughs> like, like it's, it's not, I wrote it. Cause like I had, I simply had to use now let's get it. I can't like, I am not the mascot for you to get better. Like, yeah. I think that is, I think that's a therapist right. or, you know, like, like, or exercise or whatever it may have you, you know what I mean? Right. There sure. are, yeah. there, there, there are people that do have that platform and can be that person. I just don't think that Moodering is the band for that. Yeah. Well, and I'm not, I'm not advocating that uh, the other bands that I mentioned are, are that as well, but it's just, it, it's important to have music like that. There's, I only think because there is a lot of that, especially you see it like at festivals, like such as Rockville. It's like, yeah. you know, that, that unity is fucking cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like our unity is just more so like, uh, <laughs> I know what you're going through. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, like join us in, in the, in the abyss. So, <laughs> fair enough I'm, I'm i'm fucking around but like you know what i mean no yeah. i got you yeah yes so if uh you know the, the new album which uh is getting stargazers getting ready to be released in june 10th if that's more so like you kind of writing it collectively what would you say like the overall idea behind the album is so if you compare like comparing the ep to the lp i guess is the easy easiest way to do it like i said the ep is like being sad in my fucking room and being angsty about it and um kind of an unhealthy way where essentially stargazer as a whole is more about letting go and that can be taken in so many different ways like letting go of the things that were plaguing me us as a collective like you know past relationships like family trauma anything you're dealing with but also like letting go and giving into temptations into vices like it's a lot more about just kind of like sinking into like the thick of everything yeah. also talked about this a lot today but the album the snake on the cover of the record is was a snake i owned and the record wow. is actually loosely inspired by that snake um it had a genetic disorder where it essentially had like parkinson's but like this the snake version mm. um I'm sure y'all know about like you overbreed an animal, like like purebred animals have like defects. Yeah. I did not know this the case of the snake. I bought the snake full grown and you know, I'm sitting in my house watching this thing. I'm like, I'm like, wow, he's like really wacky and zany. He does some weird stuff. <laughs> after a little while, I'm like, oh no, this snake is probably like I feel like he's fucked up. And <laughs> no. I did some more research. And I'm like, oh, he has a genetic defect and he like has trouble, like he's he's not doing too good he was like a big meaty like healthy snake otherwise but he would get stuck in this position staring at the ceiling like with uh ceiling with his head up like just like i mean I, I have pictures of it still and i looked it up i was like yo why is my snake fucking staring at the ceiling and it's, it's called stargazing it generally means that the animal has two to three weeks to live oh. um that is a sign of death he lived about a year after he started doing it um mm -hmm. and i i you know we put him down after he he couldn't strike at his prey like he'd miss and i i tried for a while snakes some little two years without eating you know if they're healthy yeah. and i was like yeah i'm not gonna eat you don't have to go through this dude right so essentially like that came from looking at this creature in this glass box 
that had no idea I existed whatsoever. I am the hand that drops in the rat. You know, it's God, essentially, this thing that drops in. But I am looking at this thing that I empathize with because I have, you know, I'm also suffering and I have empathy for this thing that has no, no fucking idea that I exist at all. And I essentially like went down this like rabbit hole being like, what a fucking weird concept. Like, I was just like, this is like life and in general it's just so fucking brutal dude like yeah. it's just, it just really is like nature is fucking cruel so that's kind of how that the title and like loose concept came about yeah that's that so. fascinating so like, like that's sad and also like really interesting at the same time yeah yeah like only i have no song, idea of only, any of that yeah yeah only the only the song stargazer is about that but that's uh that's yeah. it you know mm-hmm. wow so, okay yeah so I guess we can talk kind of influences a little bit here. I know for, you know, our show. Here is, we go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. We'll wait. For, I was waiting. Should we lead off with this or do it just briefly at the end? But I'm um, mostly doing it because I was very amused by the genre title you guys gave yourselves. And so um, it's, it's accurate. It is. People can't people can't see Hunter. But this is um, a man who literally wears his favorite bands on on his face. <laughs> And so you've got, and tell me if I, maybe there's more than I'm, but the only ones I know for sure you've got, you've got Deftones and glass jaw tattoos, at least. Are there more too that I am not aware of on that kind of complete that picture? I have no other band. band. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. No, not on, okay. not on me at all. Okay. And you know, those are definitely two great starting points for, for influences for what Moodering sounds like, you know, kind of that nineties rock metal shoegaze, like hum bands like that. To which, to which I've heard you refer to as this combination of butt rock and shoe gaze becoming butt gaze, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is unsettling and funny at the same time to me. <laughs> well, well, it started as well, it started as new gaze, and then uh, Finn McK- we were we still call ourselves new gaze. Like I think it's like it's ironic because like, yeah. it really is new metal and sometimes we do the shoe gaze things and sometimes we're just a new metal band you know like like we talked about earlier but i saw finn mckinty talking shit about the time <laughs> uh, like he was saying something along the lines of like metalcore bands either live long enough to see themselves become butt rock or become shoegaze and someone tagged yep. me in it and i said i said uh-oh i was like we're fucking <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, we're butt gays. We're butt so. <laughs> we love so. it. I mean, for one, it's a great sound. And for two, I love the way that you, you do lean into those influences. Another thing for listeners for, yeah. for entertainment purposes, uh, Hunter's Twitter handle is knockoff Chino. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, I think it's a great thing to wear your influences on your sleeve and just, especially whenever you can, you know, live up to those sounds and contribute so well because this is i mean stargazer is a great album we haven't actually said that out loud yet in this conversation but this is one of those ones you know as a radio show and and podcast we get solicited by you know bands and pr people and whoever all the time of hey check this out you want to have a conversation and most of it goes by the wayside we're like "Uh, just for whatever reason or another it's just not quite right we got an email about sync the single and immediately we're like oh yeah we're (laughs) This is first ballot. We're going to hit these guys up quick. And so (laughs) so we're very big fans of that album. And and for whatever, you know, kind of uh, soup of influences you got in there, it it works out. Even even as you said, trying to change the sound like from song to song, it still feels very coherent at the same time, which is is not an easy balance to strike. For sure. I really appreciate that, too. 
yeah, I think it's funny. <laughs> it's it's like it's hard to deal with because I think that like what you're gonna see in the next two years, especially, is every single band try to sound like Deftones. Yeah, I think it's it's really gonna be a thing. Yeah. Uh, to that to people who are like well you know your band obviously pulls influence from that yeah dude of course i mean i have the fucking white pony tattooed on my face like of course um <laughs> and, you know it's the funny thing is it's, it's in red so when people in public are like hey it's the white pony i'm like no that's a, that's a red horse because um, <laughs> <laughs> because i just don't i don't want to talk about it so yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. tired of this conversation <laughs> yeah no it, that that it's funny because I, I i more so want the person to be like what the fuck <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah like obviously i i love that band you know it's not even my favorite death Tones record it's just was i gonna tattoo the girl from saturday night risk or not saturday night risk, <laughs> yeah 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 I mean, there was a girl on Saturday Night Risk. Around the fur, yeah. Yeah, I tried to be around the fur girl looking up, like, on my face. (laughs) So, to be fair, at least I saved myself, and there there is a girl on Saturday Night Risk as well. The conversation I had before this was about Saturday Night Risk, so that's what happened. Yeah, I don't know. It's Yeah, I love Glassjaw. Syncwave is actually, I think, the first song that we incorporated the Glassjaw influence to in as well. because people see my face and they're like, well, this band sounds like Deftones and Glassjaw. And I'm like, damn, you listen to one song. Um, <laughs> I, I can always, you know, you can always tell. And to with every band, you know, kind of like starting to do that thing, it's just, it's just kind of like, I'm really glad that we don't only stick to that. Because eventually, like everything else, like with Metalcore, it happened, you know, with everything, eventually everything starts to sound the same. And I think that we're in a nice, safe place where we can just kind of do whatever the fuck we want. You know, like, when when the sea becomes saturated i we can always pivot and we will continue to pivot yeah so and it's it's remarkable to me also how you know you mentioned you guys kind of formed in 2019 you and then the rest of the band have have been in the scene for a long time but as a unit i don't know how many of you guys have played together before but you sound you sound like you have been playing together for quite a while despite the band itself being that young so Sean, our guitarist, and I have known each other since I think I was 12 and he was 13. And I got sent to like some Christian summer camp or some shit like that. And I somehow talked him into letting me bring my guitar. I saw him <laughs> playing and like I saw he, he had like funny hair like I did. And I was like, he was, you know, just seen as fuck, even more so than myself. And I like pulled him aside. I was like, hey, I was like, do you like, like, do you like Under Earth? And he was like, you know, they're my favorite band. So I sat down and we played guitar together essentially. And we would, learn songs together like in between him like you know doing whatever he was doing and stuff like that and yeah we ended up being in bands as far back as i you know i was in like eighth grade you know so okay. my first band with him and then he for a long time was in a band with our drummer we all lived in the same house so this under my chin uh taxi 1203 was a house that we all lived in that actually burned down oh wow um, in 2012 very very fitting into the house honestly huh. yeah it was just debauchery so <laughs> it's it's crazy i don't none of us have like ever really been the same since it happened but yeah i've known them for a super long time our basis is the only person i haven't known for as long but now i mean shit we just lost like three years of our lives to the pandemic so yeah. yeah right right so yeah so at least three years now yeah all right so we're kind of down to our last little segment which is sort of it's, it's sort of the rapid fire series of stuff. It's all good. All right. So do you guys want to help me with this one? Cause yeah, sure. What's a song you are proud to have written? 
Nike. <laughs> Good song. I like that one. Yeah, I'd probably my favorite on the record, honestly. Nice. I was, it's, it's not weird that that's like the second. So I was thinking you're talking about, you know, the new metal influence and stuff like that. We got a, a shoe brand acronym song here. Like I've I've heard one of these before, <laughs> but it was a very different song than what Nike is. <laughs> I, so. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely both about sex. So um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. theirs is just a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's have like the weird like sacrilegious uh religious like you know connotations to theirs, but yeah, I really like that song. What's a song that you wish you had written? Like if you could put your name on anybody's song and and oh that's that's my song. I mean, probably enter Sandman so I'd be fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're the first or, person to say something very much like that. <laughs> uh, so I'll give you a different answer too. Um despacito so i could be richer um <laughs> in terms of like artist wise uh probably saturday savior by failure okay love that song hits close to home it's just it's very just real fucking song about like being in like a relationship with someone but like feeling like nothing for them and it's like purely based off of lust so we definitely use that we use that influence like throughout the album a bit too so i definitely uh I just really fucking like that song, and I'm definitely a, I'm a Kenny Andrews stan as a producer and as a musician. So, nice, awesome, yeah. I know you haven't had a ton of time to, to try these out yet, but thus far for Mood Ring, what's a, a favorite song to play live? Red Light Gossip, um, off the new record. That song live is a different animal for sure. Awesome. I think that's going to be the most underrated song on the record, like hands down especially like being at the beginning it's kind of funny like when seeing people like react yeah like you know review the album already or like listen to it i don't hear that song mentioned that often and i'm kind of like are you not hearing what i'm hearing <laughs> um, <laughs> but live it's it's super fucking fun because it hits every spot so what's a dream co- collaboration for you fuck <laughs> dream collaboration like Robert Smith from the Cure would be cool. Oh, there you Interesting. go. Interesting. Yeah. The most Deftones fucking answer I could have given in the entire world, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I just, there's a, I don't know, dude just has a, such a cool voice and their music is so fucking depressing that, like, I think, I think it'd be, I think it would be tight to, like, multiply misery, like, with them essentially. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that'd be cool. Um, what else? There's so much. Yeah. Like there's. It's funny because my my influences aren't. I'm tra- I'm thinking of like what are what are bands people know like my I'm sitting here wearing a mortician shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, so, hey, it, 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 it have could to be, be anybody. It could be yeah. anybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's super it's super hard. Um, I think the best answer I could probably give ever would be Trent Reznor. Um, there you go. That would be a good. One. Yeah, that that's probably the most realistic answer, especially as we dive more into like using like actual sense and like the industrial aspects of what we want to do and may continue to do in the future. I don't know. It might not be a permanent staple in our band, but just like even like in terms of soundscaping and like the soundtracks that he's made for movies and whatnot, yeah. Yeah. I think that's like really fucking cool. I mean, I watched 
the social network literally only because he did the score for it. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice. I wasn't even watching the movie. I was just like, oh man, he, that's an interesting sound he chose. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's literally it. That's awesome. Uh, what would be a, a dream tour of yours? That's definitely another two part answer. Cause I want to do it with like a tour. I really want to do is like essentially like the, like the new breed of like up and coming bands right now. Like I think like us static dress, Omerta, um from texas i mean obviously loathe i've been friends with them for a long time so it'd be cool too i mean we go really far back and i've been punishing them essentially to take us on the next time they headline the u.s <laughs> yeah, they, they might see this me like, yeah he has um it just makes so it just makes so much sense i'd really like to do something like that like all like the up and coming like younger bands that are hungry and like doing something different i really want to do that and then I really fucking want to go on tour of seven dust. Um, okay. Like so fucking bad. We had the same booking agent too. And I, if he ever asked me who I want to go on tour with, my response is always, what is seven dust doing? Yeah. Like I, (laughs) I want to fucking go out with seven dust so bad. They just finished their tour last night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, shit. What are you doing in the fall? Uh, (laughs) I'm actually make a prediction that that will happen soon. I, I, I truly think that is, that is a, a very a, yeah. a quick and reachable goal. So. No one like really benefits that much from taking us out right now. So it's kind of <laughs> like I mean, let's just be honest, you know, it's we're we're no name band compared to this stuff. Like I uh but it'd be fucking cool. Yes. I would I'd really like to go out seven dust. I really um I don't know, there's so much. I, I really wanted before Rockville wanted to do like regional dates with El Nino too, just so mm-hmm. I could fucking scream you know the freddie versus jason song um <laughs> i'm just kidding it's a, i um i, I really I, I really like that band like i said i'm a, I'm a new metal dude so yeah. like yeah tried and true i mean fucking slipknot's a dream right for everyone yeah like once you go out with slipknot like what else do you what do you what do you do after that right <laughs> do you know that's when you go back to your to your hardcore and your death metal bands you're like well i reached the the mainstream pinnacle. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. yeah, for sure. I, I remember I remember in I think it was like 2014 or 15, they went out with porn to the full US when they were supporting the gray chapter. Hmm. And I was like, there just like isn't a bigger tour for this like style of music. Like that's it. <laughs> yep. I mean they could have like I mean essentially like my dream is porn. This is the this is the best answer now that now that I've arrived. Um <laughs> Porn does family values again. Yes. And and we are on it. But you you still have to have Limp Biscuit too. So Yeah. 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 Dude, Limp Biscuit <laughs> is awesome. like playing fucking smaller club. They're playing like hard rocks right now. And mm-hmm. they're removing all the seating from them. And they look like fucking hardcore shows. It's so sick. Yeah. Like the videos from Florida, like there's little people stage diving and shit. <laughs> That's awesome. It's it's so dope, dude. Like they yeah. like they get it. So I'm all for this family values idea. I think here's what you do. You take the, like those two as like your original, like headliners. You take you like a bands like you guys, you mentioned uh, Tetrarch earlier, like take some of that new, newer generation ad, like from ashes to new or somebody. And you've got like this net, na- like nasty, like new metal, like generational lineup going on. It would be fantastic. I think it'd be sick. Like throw some like rappers on it too. Like yeah. you've got to keep gotta keep it extra new metal and like maybe like some like just actual heavy bands. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. 
I think that's the move. Jonathan Davis. <laughs> there it is. We're gonna we're tagging him in this. <laughs> Hit my line. He's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. With with that said, I think we've kind of just leaned into this question. Um, a band everyone should see live. Seven does. There you go. I think that's like <laughs> usually with this line of questioning, the further we get into it, the more we've already covered what the next one's gonna be. Yeah. So <laughs> well, dude, seven does that band that everyone in the world is like, I don't know. If you see seven dust live, like unfuck withable. Like yeah. <laughs> I got a really good one that everyone should see live. It's fucking dying fetus. Um I said unfuck withable, so it brought me to wrong one to fuck with. Um, they it's all the mental. What a, what a sick record! Dying Fetus is so fucking sick live. Um, like just insane. But yeah, back to seven those. They're fucking. I, I don't know, dude. You have the best drummer on earth, and then you have such an incredible singer, and then you just have like it's, it's fucking groove, dude. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. It's like new metal. It's proto gent. It's like gent before gent existed, mm-hmm. and then like it's still just like just powerful, you know. I, yep. I remember hearing seven to songs on the radio as a kid and be like, "This is cool." And then I saw it live, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I same same way I felt about Gojira the first time I saw them. I saw Gojira at Rockville several years ago, actually, and I liked Gojira, but I didn't know it was like that yeah and then i was like holy shit so <laughs> that's a band everyone should see live too there you go all right what do you think's an, an album that's all killer and no filler mm, far beyond <laughs> far beyond driven if we have to be honest yes it's just yes. balls to the wall pretty much the entire time and like there is a filler track on the record but it's yeah. fucking it's fucking weird. What's hard lines? Dude, that record is really all killer no filler. I mean, Master of Puppets is another really good example. Mm-hmm. What what what's the filler track? Orion, you mean Cliff Burton just fucking sending it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not that's not that's not filler. Like don't get me wrong, I don't sit through Orion every single time I listen to it, but you know, there are times where I, where I need to. I mean, I think I think the thing that should not be might be the heaviest riff ever written. So that's That's just crazy. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. (laughs) It's yeah, dude. I mean, disposable heroes. Are you kidding me? Like, that's a record that like if I listen to in the car, like I'm I'm doing a hundred and didn't realize I was doing a (laughs) hundred. Yeah. Um, I think around the fur is pretty all killer no filler. Yeah. Yeah. Um. My favorite track on the record is the last one, which has 20 minutes of filler. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. MX is, is a shit. Most underrated death tone song ever, in my opinion. Oh, interesting so. take. See, I love these yeah. interviews because uh, whenever you, whenever we, uh, you know, meet somebody, it's not just a musician, but somebody who just like music is the whole thing. And so, like, like somebody you could just sit and we can just talk bands and albums with. Yeah, and definitely. We won't, but we could. Like, <laughs> what the what the fuck else is there to talk about, man? You're right, you're right, <laughs> right. Especially on a rock music podcast. Well, true, <laughs> for sure. That have you have you been outside? It's darkness. Like, stay, <laughs> stay inside and talk about music. You know, that's right. So, 
Okay, uh, the next one we have on here is usually how I frame it is just an artist more people should know. But for you specifically, I actually am I'm hoping for like a personal recommendation. So the so background to the to the question here is like hardcore in general is a genre that I've always been intrigued by, but I've just never quite been able to feel like I could connect to and like like really latch on to. And more recently, I've you know discovered a couple of the more prominent bands that are like in that realm, but also much more like mainstream notable, like your turnstile that people talk about, or like a okay, higher, yeah, yeah, or like a higher power, like bands that higher are like, power is still pretty underground, like in the, the grand scheme of things, like higher power is still like uh, relatively underground. I mean, you know what I mean? They're still in smaller clubs. I fucking yeah. love higher power though. Again, they're they're great, and but but for me, like that's that's about as far as I've been able to get and feel like I can connect to bands that are anywhere in like that realm of sound. So, so you so you found that you found the uh, the Jane's addictions of hardcore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so so what what I'm looking for is a recommendation on on what's the next step in terms of trying to you know hardcore 101 getting Ooh. getting to know to know this musical style. <laughs> I think the best thing if if you want the next step from them probably the the band that like not to speak for them because I don't know but like the band that they definitely pull the most influence from is a band called Snapcase. Okay. That's probably a good place to start. And then a, a much older band. They're super sick, but you're going to listen to it. You're going to get a couple songs in and go, oh, okay. Like, this is where this came from. Uh, Vision of Disorder is a good band to check out, too. Uh, another older band who kind of had this, like, proto, you know, 90s hardcore slash metalcore sound. And eventually, they kind of became a new metal band. And um, <laughs> their fans fucking hated it. But personally, I love it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. When it comes to heavy music, my taste has gotten like you ever seen like the meme of like the iceberg of like where it starts. Yeah. And it's like it's and like it's like horror the... movies or music. I'm fucking so goddamn down in the like the black <laughs> hole at this point. <laughs> when when it comes to heavy music, because it's like there's so much of it that like I want to keep getting like worse and worse into it. Um <laughs> uh, my currently <clears throat> what I'm bumping is a band called Ingrown. Um they're from fucking Idaho. They're really heavy, lots of blast beats, but still like have that like hardcore punk edge. And then a band called Spy, um, who okay. I like a lot. They're from the Bay Area, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just like it's hardcore punk, but it's about like as gross and, and as aggressive as it gets. Like it's just really like fucking, I don't know, it's just nasty. So yeah, that's awesome. You you answered yeah. the last question, which was going to be, you know, who are you listening to lately? That's that's perfect. You just there you go. Merge that all into one. Now I've got a laundry list to check out. That's exciting. That's what I hope for with all conversations we have. <laughs> you know, like it or not, like it's just kind of, it's either uh, hardcore isn't for everyone, death metal isn't for everyone. Right. Um, you know, I definitely I get that. But if I could answer that question, who you should be listening to is uh, Vatican. If you're into like anything metalcore related at all they're also signed to unfd my best friends are in that band they sound like early mashuga with like a metalcore edge without being gin so like it's uh (laughs) they really done something and i think that their new record that that drops literally a week to the day of ours uh june 17th it's fucking incredible yes so it's just okay listen i i don't like metalcore that band is the truth so that's a that's a a great way to i don't know to to note that (laughs) Like, I don't even like this yeah. style, but these guys pull it off. Like, it works. Yeah, it's true. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, thank you, Hunter, so much for, for joining us. Hell yeah, I appreciate it.
we, we appreciate your time. I know you've got had a full day on the schedule and got more to come later, but we're, we're <laughs> as he just tries not to fully zone out. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, I was like, I got half an hour. How can I get food in this time? Yeah. Go, go get a sandwich. <laughs> Seriously. We're excited about this tour. I'm hoping to see uh, you guys in Cane Hill when you come through Chicago. Uh, please do. Yeah. It's works. I'm excited about that one. These guys are in St. Louis, so I think it'd probably just be me. But what can you yeah. do? My my uh, my vocal coach lives in St. Louis, and so oh. does the singer of Vatican. So oh, that's all right. even all better. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then awesome. we're definitely telling everybody to listen to Stargazer. This is uh, yep. personally, it's one of my favorite releases so far this year. I'll I'll say that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it's been getting a lot of rotations ever since ever since we've had access to it. Had so, access to it, yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we'll be we'll be playing it on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually wondering if they cut off the advanced listens because of how many times we've tried to listen to it. <laughs> does this have, yeah, does this have a, an upper limit? Because we're <laughs> we're gonna break it. I have no idea. Um, I, I don't know. I, I did not see the PR blast at all. I have no idea like what it looks like or anything. I actually. As a rule of thumb, I don't read it. I'm just yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck this says. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> yeah. probably should, though, because I got asked some questions earlier where I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, <laughs> Whatever it is, it worked. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, clear, clearly, dude. I mean, as much as, like, you know, I joked about having to do a bunch of this, like, I'm very fortunate to be able to do this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and we love being able to hear the new music before it comes out so we can speak to you and actually know what we're talking about. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> we had a we had a bunch of podcasts fall through in the last couple of weeks because they kept asking me about the new EP. And I went, well, it's an LP. Right. And they said, and they were like, oh, my apologies. And I had one guy actually go, hey, I'm actually going to take a step back and like get myself more familiar with the band. And I went, respect right? <laughs> you know right right that's so. fantastic <laughs> well again i really appreciate y'all having me it's been definitely the most fun that i've done today so oh, oh thank you we, we we appreciate yeah. that so much by by far yeah we, we try to make these as entertaining for the guests as it is for us so <laughs> yeah we know people get tired of talking about the same stuff over and over so it's like you did a good job it felt like i was talking to humans and not music journalists so <laughs> appreciate it awesome the music Music journalism is a lie and a myth. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you again. Go uh, enjoy your your, your lunch. Food. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going right now. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate we'll it. Talk to you later. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good yeah. day. You too. You So that was our conversation with Hunter Young of Mood Ring. Yeah, definitely lots of fun being able to talk about music. And it's it's interesting seeing an artist scared about being about playing live. He was very open about that. And I definitely appreciate it. I'm sure that they're going to be great. Yeah. So hopefully he's, you know, he's just nervous. And that's that's just that. But and dreading the heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can understand that. That would be terrible. 
<laughs> yeah, because yeah, I didn't even think about it being hot in, in Daytona and Texas. I mean, of course, but you yeah. know, we're in Missouri. It's hot up in here. I can only imagine how hot it is down there. <laughs> yeah, with lights it. on you and a bazillion people around. Yeah, yeah. And, and layers and, of clothes yeah. and jackets, like you yeah. said. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to make an impression at Rockville. It's, I prefer that to other ways that people try to make impressions at Rockville. <laughs> so, so good on you, Mood Ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it it was also kind of just nice to to hear him um, enjoy himself because this is the first time I think that we've been a part of uh, a media circuit of him just yeah. kind of kind of doing chats with people all day. So it was nice that uh, he enjoyed himself as much as we enjoyed having him on the show. I truly believe this because, like, you know, I don't. I don't feel like we're media. We're just having like a conversation right. with people. Like right. it's just, it's just us having fun. Like we just do this shit for fun. Like that's exactly why we do it. So yeah, uh, that's why our interviews are, are fun. Cause we're just, we're having a conversation. That's not really us interviewing you. It's just us getting to know stuff because that we want to know, like that's yeah, it's pure <laughs> thirst for knowledge. Yeah. We, we try to take a different turn uh, on purpose with the interviews that we do. And, and I, um, I'm glad that we're able to do it that way. Yeah, it was it was awesome because like you could tell when we brought up like the influences, he's like, oh, here we go. And it's like, well, we kind of <laughs> saved that for a good time, I thought. And yeah, tried not yeah. to and tried not to dwell on on yes. the on the topic that I'm sure he gets asked all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't want it to be a conversation about Deftones. Yes. <laughs> right. But also, right. Like, yeah, this whole thing is something that I think about a lot regarding like us and our identity as a, a thing. And and that's why. I don't know if I've ever put it like online or anything or like included anything, but I, I kind of refer to us as being semi-professional because <laughs> yeah, it frankly, if it's just some random dudes that are like, Oh, it'd be cool to talk to somebody. Like if I'm a PR person or a band, I'm probably going to ignore those people. Like I'll talk to you at the show, but I got <laughs> other stuff to do during my day. You need to have some purpose right. in what you're doing. But at the same time, he was like, it felt like I was talking to real people and not music journalists. And I appreciated the mess out of that yeah. because we aren't music journalists per se either. Right. And yeah. so so finding that balance in between, like we're normal people, but we also and we're asking, we're talking to you like a normal person. But we also do want to get some insight and really like explore what's going on and like be able to push and promote what you're doing. Right. So. I think that comes from years and years of being a radio broadcaster with like no fame, you yeah. know, that nobody's, no one yeah. listens. So you're just like doing it for the love of music. You know, it's, it's just like, right. it's just like what you said in the, in the uh, interview about being a metal artist. Nobody does that. Nobody's a radio broadcaster, especially on college radio for money. Like they don't yeah. do that for yeah. a living. Yeah. yeah. We don't get this, paid at all. This podcast is not our job either. Like we just do right. it for the love of it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> But it gives it gives uh, some awesome opportunities. So absolutely. Just like getting the chance to meeting Hunter, seeing what he is going to accomplish and then getting to hear the album. The album was fantastic. I truly enjoyed listening to it. I think we even mentioned it in the uh, in the interview that I, I felt like they were going to lock us out because of how many times we kept listening to it. <laughs> right, like, right. I was like, I don't know if there's a limit on this, but I'm going to try. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a limit, but they definitely say like, if you share this, we will know it was you. Oh right? yeah, that's how that works. So we, we have way too much inside info, but that is how that works. I was sharing it with myself about twenty times. Okay, <laughs> right, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I listened to that album again after the interview before this. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. 
I liked it even more, especially after hearing the meaning behind Stargazer, the actual title track. I was like, oh, that's who who have you ever heard write a tribute song to their to the the passing of their pet snake? Yeah, like that's like it's it's legitimately pretty and such a weird thing. I'd never even thought about writing a song about. Right, right. (laughs) And that that was one of the coolest parts of the interview, I think, was just kind of getting that insight because I don't know how how you would just say that just without (laughs) prompted. Yeah. But yeah, we are we are hyped about this one. I I was not exaggerating when I said this is thus far one of my favorite releases of the year. Definitely, I think one of the best releases by a band that's as young as this band is. Yeah, they've only existed since 2019. So like, it's impressive when you can be that good that fast, even if you have been in music in general much longer. Right. And then (laughs) throw that into, you know, only being about, you know, six to eight months before COVID is in full swing. Yeah. (laughs) They locked down and recorded a bunch of great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This might be another band that that kind of helped because they were able to kind of perfect everything before getting out there on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I know with all speaking of the, you know, the nervousness of going on tour and stuff after all this time, at least no one can say that they haven't had time to rehearse. (laughs) So. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed our interview with Hunter Young the lead singer of mood ring and absolutely mark calendars for june 10th to get a chance to listen to their brand new album stargazer so you can look them up online and and at you know their band name you can look up hunter if you're so inclined and as mentioned in the interview his twitter handle is knockoff chino which he is not though he does do a pretty good chino impression in a sense (laughs) he's more than that but he's also part that it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And you can follow us on, on the socials as well at it rocks, it rocks.com where you can keep up with all the episodes uh, as well as the radio show a little bit there, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, where we're all it rocks everywhere to some degree or another. And and Dan and Casey are still routinely rocking the radio show Sunday nights from six to nine central on 891thewood.com. Awesome. So thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock on. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail and itchrocks.com, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.